but it is coming towards the end of the year and that people are getting tired and sometimes those values and that alignment just slips. Do you have any um, tips that we might be able to give the audience if they are feeling that bit of burnout, that bit of tired, that bit of the end of year? What do you think we should be doing? I've got a little exercise that I work through and recommend to people as well and it's just it's a self-reflection piece so I think it's really important that we do um, when the time is right we do have a a period of self-reflection and it's a process called gone well and not gone well. You're listening to the Small Business Talk podcast with Kathy Smith. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 220. Today, my special guest is Liz DeBrello. Welcome, Liz. Thanks for having me, Kathy. It's lovely to be here. And we are going to talk about aligning your passion, values, and purpose to your business. And this is a great topic. We've just been chatting offline, and we probably should have hit record earlier on to grab all the gold that we've um, been talking about. But let's talk about purpose, values, and alignment today. Absolutely. And it's, Kathy. it's just as I've journeyed through business, I've really just found that the clearer you are with what you're passionate about, what your values are, and what your purpose is as a business owner is really fundamental to being able to step forward with confidence and clarity. So for me, it's really about, you know, helping as a business owner to really think about what am I passionate about? When you make that decision to step into business, sometimes you do lose lose sight of that sort of icky guy, like what are we passionate about, what are we good at, what will make us money. And sometimes coming into business, we do kind of lose track of what we're, why we stepped into the business and what we're truly passionate about. And the other Absolutely. So being passionate, how about you tell us where you're from? Absolutely. Thanks for the reminder, Kathy. So hi, everybody. I'm Liz. I'm a leadership coach and trainer. So the name of my business is Leaders Lobby. And um, I also am the founder of a networking group in person in Perth called Leaders Lobby Perth. So part of, you know, part of my reason for actually starting that community is that so many of um, business owners and clients that I have, they don't do a lot of networking and networking is such a core part of what we do in business. So I wanted to create a forum that was really inclusive for people to come along and meet other business owners, meet other people, employees, and just be surrounded by people that are interested in the topic of leadership. So it's a leadership-focused event with some with some uh, learning in the middle of the networking as well. So, yeah, it's definitely about, you know, me aligning with my values around wanting to create and hold space for people as well as being clear in my purpose to sort of really um, create an environment which is really inclusive and anyone can come irrespective of whether they are currently a leader 
whether they are aspiring to be a leader or whether they're just generally interested in leadership. Like all leaders are welcome is how I let people know about it. So thanks for reminding me. Fantastic. And often as business owners, we forget that we are leaders. So whether you have staff or team or not, you're still a leader because people will see what you're doing, look up to what you're doing. And if you're having some opportunities for speaking, any of that kind of thing, then you do get to be seen as a leader. So remembering people out there, the SPT audience, that you are a leader, even if you're not in corporate. And quite often you've been in corporate before. So sometimes you can think, well, maybe I'm not a leader anymore but you definitely are, and particularly of your own business. I couldn't agree more, Kathy. And even, um, you know, I was at an event earlier today and we were talking about brand as well. And you, by showing up, doing your social media in your business, you're actually portraying a brand. And people are having conversations about you and your brand, irrespective of whether you're in control. And part of the conversation today was about choosing to choosing having active choice in in how you want your brand represented. So being in control of that, and you know, I've had a really great example of um, helping an executive to um, who also runs a side hustle business to actually make sure that she was being consistent around how she was articulating her brand. So when I think about that, for me, it is absolutely, for many business owners, it's about understanding what are you passionate about, what are your values, and what is your purpose, and making sure that it's consistently delivered in all of the platforms that you choose to use. So for this particular person, it was really interesting because she had an opportunity to pitch for some work, and the person over across the boardroom table from her asked her what her values were and what she's passionate about. And then he went on to say, that's great because that's what I picked up from LinkedIn. So I had a little celebration dance knowing that (laughs) consistency because she was talking in the online forum about what she was passionate about, what her values are in a very subtle way and what her purpose is. So making sure that that's all in alignment is so important and having control of the narrative as a business owner is really vital too. Absolutely. And I think that's why it's so important as small business owners that we do put a bit of our passion and our values out through particularly social media. So if you are a passionate dog lover or you love the outdoors or um, you're an iron person, iron man, iron woman, or um, I'm not quite sure what the the other genders are these days. But if you're into a specific thing, so it might be health and fitness, that kind of stuff, then putting a little bit of that out into your socials then does get people to connect with you. So particularly animals, people really connect with animals. So if you you see somebody who's a, a very big dog lover of a big dog and you might say, well, I've got a big dog too. So then there's something in common and that starts to bring in those joint values, those areas where, where you can um, connect to. Absolutely. And that's um, the connection is the really important part. And I think, you know, as consumers, the way that we have bought from businesses and um, it has really changed over time. So where we might have, uh, you know, picked up the phone and asked a family member for a referral, we do that in an online ecosystem. So we might jump into our local Facebook community, for example, and ask for 
a recommendation for something. So it's still very much done. The old school way of asking for referral or recommendation, it's still done. It's just in a different platform. So having, you know, your brand consistent and being really clear on what you're passionate about is really important because that translates into the online ecosystem. And also letting a little bit of yourself in as well. The the whole mindset around that has changed a lot over the decades. And, you know, we know one of the most um, really popularly used phrases is that people buy from people that they know, they like, and they trust. So in the more social online space, it's about giving a little bit more of yourself and being really honest and transparent about what you're passionate about and animals is a really great example, Kathy. So I love that you shared that. Um, one incredibly large business in Perth Bank West, they use an, in, they have used an internal communication tool and their most popular group, the community internally was pets of Bank West. Nice. Thank nice. you, not. CEO, um, right through to sort of the average employee. It's something to connect over. So that connection is really important. So just letting bits and pieces of your personality shine through and also being really, for me, being really clear on your values is almost like a compass I have found over time and more so now as a business owner, those values are really important. So something that I know if I have that intuition, that instinct that something is not quite right, quite often it's because the, the person that I'm engaging with or the potential customer, their values are not quite in alignment with mine. So there's a bit of a clash and that's where, where I am starting to learn more and more to, to lean into my intuition. And if something doesn't feel quite right to, to go with that as well. And the times that I haven't, I've had those oh no moments where, um, you know, something hasn't turned out the way that you had hoped. And that's a lesson learned in business and in life around following your intuition. Yes, absolutely. The one caveat I would say there is remember that your dirty laundry belongs in the laundry and not in Facebook. Um, So, yes, we would like you to give us a little bit about yourself. But, yes, there's definitely TMI and we need to have boundaries and keep it professional as a small business, even though we are still the business person when we're in our personal lives. But remembering if that's not how we'd like our business to be portrayed, then um, we need to be aware of that as well. Absolutely. And I think there's certainly um, with the next generation coming through, there's certainly a lack of risk and awareness in some of those areas too because things are unable to be deleted from the web. There, it's, it's multiplied everywhere around the world. So it's important to remember when we're posting stuff just to be really mindful of the brand that we want to portray um, and also, you know, checking in uh, from time to time as well because as we learn and as we grow as business owners, our, our values change and our passions might shift. And I, I'm always kind of saying, you know, it's always good to have a che- points of check-in uh, where you have a major milestone in life or a major change um, that it's always good to come back and check in with your passions, come and check in with your values and come and check in with your purpose so that you can really make decisions that are are grounded in authenticity and the right decisions for you so they actually resonate 
Um, and one of the things I will often say to people, if it's not a hell yes, then it should probably be a no. Yeah, it's great to have your passion and make sure that you are in alignment with your business. But as we spoke about offline um, before, that it is coming towards the end of the year and that people are getting tired and sometimes those values and that alignment just slips. Do you have any um, tips that we might be able to give the audience if they are feeling that bit of burnout, that bit of tired, that bit of the end of year? Um, Because in Australia, December is definitely the end of our year, but of course um, for our American Canadian guys, it's really only in the middle of your year. But as we're heading to to summer here down under, I know you're getting cold. We had to do the cold when you were hot. Um, It is definitely holiday period coming up. So if we're not quite aligning, what do you think we should be doing? I've got a little exercise that I work through and recommend to people as well. And it's just, it's a self-reflection piece. So I think it's really important that we do, um, when the time is right, we do have a a period of self-reflection and it's a process called gone well and not gone well. So how I actively use it in my business is I will take um, a piece of paper, I'll rule a line down the middle on one side, there is not gone well and that's where I start and then gone well on the other side. And it's really just a way of sort of mind mapping all of what has worked well and what hasn't worked well in your business. So you can do it. I have a couple of clients that are doing it on a a daily basis, but for me, I like to do it twice a year and really do a proper download. I don't judge what I'm, what I'm writing. I don't judge what goes down, but it's really just that getting it out and, and reflecting on, um, what continuous improvement could happen so are you focusing on the right areas of your business are you working in your business or on your business and some for me personally this year I need to I know that I haven't done as many automations and uh, systemizing of my business that I could so I know that's going to be a focus for me for next year what can I do in the automation space Um, and also not forgetting as business owners the wins that we've had Yes. So actually going back and going because you just go from one one project to another and we don't always slow down enough to acknowledge the great achievements that we've had. And I'm a huge fan of celebrating success as well. So I think irrespective of whether you have team members in your business or whether you're a sole practitioner, it's really, you know, taking that moment to acknowledge the wins that you've had and then to celebrate. So a lovely thing that I like to do personally at the, um, I have a birthday very early in the year, Kathy. Oh, I need to take note of that one. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very early in the year. So I have a, um, I have a tradition that I undertake. So I take myself off for a staycation in a beautiful hotel and I work on my vision board for the year. So I work on what my goals are going to be. And as part of that process, I look back at the year that has been and really be in that space of gratitude. So we know that gratitude as a principle brings health, well-being and emotional benefits. So really focus on being grateful for um, what I've done for my clients and also the achievements that they've had. And then also the pl- use it as a bit of a planning platform for the next year as well. So just pausing, you know, slowing down to speed up. So pausing and taking stock of what's gone well, what we could improve on, so that continuous improvement mindset, but then actually also acknowledging what has gone well and what we should be repeating. So what 
where we need to change behaviours as a business owner versus what behaviours can we continue that have um, served us well. And just being gentle with yourself as well. It's a very, as you've mentioned, a really tiring, exhausting part time of the year and it can be quite emotional for for a lot of people so just slowing down a little bit allowing yourself to do the self-reflection to reward yourself for the amazing work that you've done as a business owner and also to celebrate success so there will be champagne at that hotel staycation (laughs) well done and I think that's the thing because sometimes we look back and we think oh it's been a tough year but when you start looking at the things that have gone well and you can document those you go oh actually I did that in June, I did that in July, I did that in all the different months and suddenly you realise that maybe it wasn't quite so tough at all, you're just more focusing on the things that didn't go well as opposed to celebrating the things that did. Absolutely. And that, you know, uh, Tony Robbins, and I'm not sure if it was him that said it first, but, you know, where your focus goes, your energy flows. So as humans and as business owners, we always focus on, I tend to focus quite a lot on the things that aren't going so well. And when you focus on those areas, you tend to attract more of it. And suddenly it just, um, you know, a, a small problem can turn into quite a large problem. So reminding yourself of those wins is really balancing that card and making sure that you are emotionally um, sustaining yourself. Um, another thing that people can be doing at this time of year as well is to look at boundaries too. Yes. So boundaries are so important, irrespective of what type of work that you are doing, but understanding uh, what your boundaries are and perhaps if there needs to be a shift to allow for, um, you know, a more balance in your life, to allow for uh, making time for doing things that you love as well, because as business owners, we can be, you know, um, I I have a little giggle. I sort of um, say that I didn't leave my five-day-a-week corporate job to be doing seven days in my business, but sometimes that's what we need to do um, as business owners. But just making sure that we have that healthy work-life balance in the way that we need to in order to be able to deliver for our clients uh, it's so having a look at your boundaries as well and if you need to do something differently and doing that not gone well and gone well exercise can also help you to identify if there are some boundaries that need to be adjusted and it's one thing to have boundaries it's another thing to hold them firm when someone pushes up against them so be gentle on yourself but absolutely have a think about if you need to adjust your boundaries for 2024. Absolutely. And that's definitely an alignment of purpose and definitely keeping that passion and the values. So it's sometimes it's it's better to say no than have to work out how to fit it in if it's not an alignment with your purpose and values. So I think that's a, a really important point that sometimes we forget in the moment and particularly if we've got other pressures on us to um, make those decisions. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, under prompt, under, what is the turn of phrase? Under promise, over deliver. Yes. Did I get that the right way around? Yeah, so under promise and over deliver because it's always a surprise if we give them more, but if we give them less, it's a very bitter taste that can take a long time to dissipate. Yeah, completely. So it's just and maintaining those boundaries as a business owner as well and just, you know, sometimes we have to really just slow down and it's not about um, it's not about grabbing all the clients and all the work that you need to. It's really about finding that balance for yourself so that you are in alignment with your values and your purpose and you're not 
accidentally overstretching yourself and then um, compromising on the service delivery and compromising on what you're passionate about as well. So getting that balance is tricky and I've over the years I've struggled with finding the balance because you know it's it's a it's a tricky time in business so we have to be really mindful of um of cash flow and mindful of all these other pressures that we have in life but making sure that personally we're looking after ourselves as a business owner and making sure that we have those healthy boundaries and then taking some time to celebrate success too so I uh, love me a bottle of champagne. I'm also a fan of a spa day. Um, or it, I can I can give a few suggestions to your listeners on how they can celebrate their success. <laughs> well done. And another way to celebrate success is actually to increase your prices because sometimes we are, are quite afraid of increasing our prices because we're worried about um, losing clients here or there. But quite often by just putting those prices up just a little bit, as long as we're adding the value and making sure it is a value transaction, then that can actually make everybody's life a lot easier. You can attract the type of clients that really want to work with you and are happy to work with you. And sometimes it can weed out a few of those ones that are pushing those boundaries and not a value match to you. Yeah, I definitely agree with that wholeheartedly. And I've had my own journey with mindset around pricing as well. Um, but it is, you're absolutely right. It is about just making sure that everything is in alignment and charging what you're worth is really important. And I, particularly for women, I find that, um, you know, it's, it can be a, ch- a particular challenge for charging what you, what your value is. So for me, that's also about, um, you know, being in a place where it's okay to read, read, to shift the story that you tell yourself about crime. Yes. And when we think about the cost of living, some challenges that are happening globally, it's really people expect a price increase. Yep. And And that's the thing. Sometimes it just needs to be an increase. People say charge what you're worth and your value, but sometimes that's a very big gap between your mindset, what you're offering, and the value that you're creating. So sometimes you just need those incremental little steps to help you to believe it, to get that value alignment, and then you can go to the next level. Yeah, and not be fearful of being able to to figure out what the words are, to, to have that conversation with your clients as well, to say, you know, Conditions are changing. I'm making changes in my business. I'm investing in my development. Whatever the the narrative is for you, the the what is driving um, those increases, and it's really about how you're adding more value to the service that you're providing them. So the I've always found over the years that the the conversation on price is not actually about the dollar. It's about the value, the perception. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. if you're providing enough value, then um, people will not bat an eyelid around price. No. The right customers won't bat an eyelid yes. around price. Yes. And I always use the analogy of cars. There's cars at all sorts of price points and some people buy ones that are a bit too expensive for them and then they always have that feeling. Other people just buy cars and no matter what the price is, they buy it because it makes them feel good. And price is such a big topic that that is actually one of the chapters in my upcoming book. So watch out for that. Fantastic. I can't wait. I've pre-ordered, so I cannot wait to get my hands on your copy, Kathy. I'm super excited and congratulations again. That's a huge achievement. 
Thank you, Liz. And for those that don't know, it's called the Coaches Marketing Roadmap and it will be out later this year. Um, so we'll have that in the show notes as well. So, Liz, if people would like to know more about you and would like to be interested in some of your coaching and leadership, where do they find you? They can jump online and go to leaderslobby.com.au to find me, fill out an online inquiry form. I'm also a Liz Del Borello on um, LinkedIn and Facebook. And I also have a private leadership community on Facebook as well. So if you'd like to join that, just um, hunt down Leaders Lobby and you'll find us. And I share lots of information. And in 2024, I'll be sharing some free trainings in the group as well. So jump on in and there'll be heaps of value. Fantastic. And I get to ask five questions at this time of the podcast. So what is the best advice given to you by a mentor? Don't sweat the small stuff. Beautiful. What's the biggest help that you have received since starting your business? Oh, that's an excellent question. Uh, A reminder of boundaries, Kathy. Very nice. What is the one thing that you have to do every day? You're non-negotiable. Social media post. (laughs) what is your favorite business book and why so my all-time favorite and it's one that i hand out all the time to anyone that needs it is seven habits of highly effective people by stephen covey and for me it's really held firm over time so it's that those really simple principles and um and they've they've stood the test of time and i include them in a lot of my training programs as well around leadership fantastic and the very last question is what do you wish you have known when you started out Mm. don't be fearful of what other people will think what other people think of you is none of your business wholeheartedly agree kathy Excellent. So thank you very much, Liz. Appreciate your wisdom and your knowledge. And I'm sure the SPT audience will as well. Thanks for having me, Kathy. You're welcome. And SPT community, remember, enjoy your journey. Don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk podcast and head on over to smallbusinesstalk.com.au. Remember, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Until then, take action and SBT community, enjoy your journey.